a crocodile travels across the world to terrorize Maine in Lake Placid. Mafia, wake up, wake up. You have created a monster and it will destroy you. Which is so weird. Faye, by the way. Yes. Why is it such an elaborate <laughs> description on where this thing had to come from? Uh, I guess they really, really, really wanted to let you know that there's no chance that this could happen to you. It's like, <laughs> it's like, why? It couldn't have just like come from somewhere it couldn't have just taken place like in florida it couldn't have just like like just come up the coast no it had to come all the way across the world because the writer had just learned that these things can swim in salt water (laughs) yeah pretty Um, much oh i guess i've already skipped everything but welcome back to the monsters versus men podcast the bargain basement of monster podcasting airways where two friends try to stay alive and stay connected by chatting about weekly monster movies. This week we try to stay alive. Oh, this week as we try to stay alive, we're discussing Lake Placid. And as a, as you can already tell, I'm joined by frequent uh, guest and, <laughs> and uh, co-host, uh, Faye. Thank you again for joining. No problem. I'm glad to be here, especially because now, in, in comparison to when I usually come on for quality films, this time I'm subjecting you to a little bit of the trashier side. Yeah, yeah. It, and uh, <laughs> I, I had to say yes because I messaged you very short notice. So I was like, have you seen any monster movies lately? And you're like, yeah, I'm doing a Godzilla rewatch, but you know what I want to talk about? <laughs> I'm we'll talking uh, about Lake I'm, I'm, Placid. I'm, I'm, I'm letting you save that content for, for Eric. When Eric's ready, you guys can go and do Godzilla again. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you know what? I'm sure he probably appreciates that. Cause I know he, he mentions doing a redo of all of those one day. Uh, or at least some of them. Um, Wait. And I'm not you mean you guys problems, aren't ready to redo G98 again? Well, I mean, I've already cemented that Audrey is the worst villain. Or, sorry, the <laughs> best villain in all of Godzilla history. Um, <laughs> but I'm going to leave it there and probably never see that movie again. Actually, that's not true. I'll probably see it one more time. <laughs> true. Um, but, you know, I mean, are, now you... When I asked, you said you're doing your Godzilla rewatch. Does that mean you're going to be watching 98 or not? Uh, eventually, because I'm, I'm not doing in like order. I'm kind of hopping around on what I want to see first. Oh, interesting. Okay. I thought you'd be wand- uh, wandering through the chronological timeline, that there's definitely an ongoing continuity. <laughs> totally. Uh, I can't wait for the next Godzilla movie. Uh, Godzilla... What, we got minus one? What's the yeah. next one? Zero? <laughs> Zero? Maybe they'll bring all the Godzillas together and they'll fight against a bigger threat. Godzilla 100. All the old suits and the new ones. Oh my gosh. 
I'm just, I don't know. A Toho, you can take that one for free. <laughs> Into the Godzillaverse. Yeah, there we go. I would do an animated. Yeah, I'd be down for that. <laughs> I'm only tired of the multiverse when it's not done well, but when it is done well, I'm all in. I'm all in. <laughs> this is this is this isn't even MVM plus, and there's already a tangent. <laughs> I know, I know. We'll leave it alone because <laughs> I know we're going to dive into that later. Um, I get Faye. Do you want me to go ahead and just uh, kick kick this? Yeah, sure. <laughs> kick this movie into gear. Yeah. All right. At, just like this movie, it wastes no time. At the end of the '90s, director Stephen Miner graced us with back-to-back water-themed titles with Halloween, H2O, and Lake Placid. (laughs) That's such a reach. The latter of which was somehow the beginning of a new franchise. The question I have for you, Faye, is does Lake Placid at least tread water, or is it just animal fodder? I feel like with Lake Placid, how much you enjoy it is how much you enjoy the epitome of late 90s monster movies. If you're like me and you find them really fun, you'll enjoy this one a lot. But if you have no tolerance for like ABC raunchy sitcom level humor, I don't know how much you'll get out of Lake Placid. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I'm right there with you. I, I think for surprisingly for me, this actually does tread water. Um, now, I, again, I, I saw this right when it came out, out on VHS. Back at the end of the 90s, or maybe it was the 2000s. And I remember this movie being a lot more gruesome, uh, actually. So I was surprised when I'm watching it this time around. Yes, it starts exactly how I remember. All these years later. (laughs) I guess that stuck with me. Um, But the rest of it didn't quite play out how I remember. I don't think it's... and I think there's actually several things in here to like. Mm. But I can see why people don't like this movie as well mm. because the reasons that I really enjoy it are not for the reasons you would typically associate with like a creature feature like this. Yeah. I think yeah. I think oh not to cut you off. Well one random oh, no, no, go. L- little thing with Lake Placid which I find really funny is I don't know if you notice Alex. There's a big um uh monster movie trope of bringing in a paleontologist for everything. Even if they don't yes. quite fit into like what they're dealing with, and this flailing class it does it, but probably does it in, like the funniest way I've seen, where it almost feels like a feels like a parody of that trope, because she's just sent there to get to get her away from everyone else. <laughs> they don't want her out. <laughs> That's a good point because I mean she even says like she's like allergic to timber or something like yeah. that at one point, uh, and she just always like seems so uncomfortable. With everything around her, it's the complete opposite of something like, uh, uh, like Doctor Grant and Ellie, right. or <laughs> like, like in a lot of these other tropes that we see, like very capable paleontologists. This yeah. one is just like falls on her face. It feels like half the half the film. <laughs> I know, right? It's it, it's a really funny subversion of that of that trope. And like I said, though. How much you'll enjoy that is based on how much you like 90s humor. Because <laughs> it's very Ooh, 90s. Yeah. It really is. And, and there's a lot of not, uh, elements here. You kinda, you've you tapped into the thing that I did like about it, which is the humor. 
Yeah. I like the way the dialogue rolls with the characters. It is mm-hmm. very sitcom, but with just like a little bit of an R-rated flair. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like and the, that's what all okay. the dialogue is. It's just it's just really snappy dialogue. Yeah. But it's exactly what you would see in a sitcom. <laughs> yeah. Like I feel like you kind of know what you're in for once you get to um uh, to Betty White playing the villain. <laughs> like they knew what they were doing when they hired Betty White to do that. And I think she's really funny in this actually. Yeah, she is. It, it, it's surprising that they brought her in for <laughs> As little as she is, uh, in, in some ways, just because this is, I mean, she was big back then, but this was mm-hmm. long before the Betty White sensation kind of yeah. took place, like a few years later. Uh, probably, I guess, probably, I don't know, I guess it would have been like 10 years later. Uh, all that really started to kick off. Yeah. So I, uh, <laughs> I forgot she was in this. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I forgot Brendan Gleeson was in this. I mean, Brendan Gleeson, when I saw him in this, I was like, wait a second, Brendan Gleeson, <laughs> funniest inclusion ever, because this is nothing like his usual stuff. Right? He's always like so serious and it's always dramatic. And <laughs> well, I think he's so really funny. funny here, though. Him and his dynamic with Hector, the uh, I forget, it's, who, okay, it's I forget who's playing Hector here, but the crocodile expert is really fucking funny, in my opinion. Yeah, uh, what was his name? Oliver Platt? Is that it? I think so. Uh, also, yes, Oliver Platt. To make it even They're more really 90s, good together, we have the um, uh, the main guy from the Fish and Wildlife being played by the president from Independence Day. <laughs> I know, right? Like, and he's he's so like ho hum. I know. Right? <laughs> he's like the lamest character in the whole thing, honestly. He doesn't seem to have much of a personality at all. Like he's he's just phoning it in. He's not the action hero. Yeah. He's not anything. The, I mean, the, really, the movie is being steered by uh, Hector and uh, Sheriff Hank Co. Was his name last night? I think so. Good I can't even remember. It. But the, it's really being steered by them, along with Bridget Fonda. Yeah, uh, just being scared of everything. Um, <laughs> otherwise, Jack's just kind of along for the ride. Yeah, he's not. He doesn't fit the role really, in a lot of ways because he just doesn't feel like the main guy. And then, like her romance with him, it's like <laughs> it's there. <laughs> I know, right? but, but it, it's funny because I feel like you could really edit clips from Lake Placid with like the friend scene over it, and it wouldn't feel that weird. Mm, yes <laughs> I agree which again this is this is the weird element that I do like about mm-hmm. the film I, I, I like these parts of it but I could totally see why somebody wouldn't like Lake Placid because it doesn't maybe give them what they're really looking for when they hear yeah. alligator monster movie right yeah it definitely feels more like a spoof in a lot of ways yeah, I found myself thinking that a few times. Uh, there's some shocking moments that happen. I mean, I, honestly, I think the first one is really pretty effective. Yeah, um, when we when the the diver that's he's like in the uh, beaver dam, and then the crocodile gets him, and then when when Gleason has to pull him out of the water, and it's only half of him. It's yeah. such a good scene. 
it, it is surprisingly effective with those moments because it's a, that's kind of the interesting thing with it. Um, they like like Placid really does tend to bounce between like, damn, what the heck, actual kind of the gruesome stuff, and then sitcom antics of Brendan Gleeson falling into yet another trap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> I wouldn't say it's like well balanced, but. Mm-hmm. It is, it is like you said, surprisingly effective. I mean, like we get that moment that really sets a really interesting tone for the movie. Now, I don't mm-hmm. think the rest of the movie capitalizes on yeah. that because the other moments aren't quite as, like even if they are gruesome, they're not as effective or scary. Yeah. Um, like, like the one where the, the fishermen, or not fishermen, the, the uh, sheriff, He's leaning off the boat, and it just jumps up, and it bites his head off. Yeah, that moment. Like, yes, it's, like, shocking, but it's also more funny Yeah, uh, than anything. Just because she has the reaction, and it's <laughs> the whole thing. It's just so abrupt. Um, I know, right? I, I don't think those moments work quite as well, but I did enjoy the... When it mm. plays on the kind of the Jaws yeah. element of it, right? Where we don't see it. Where we see them swimming and we just never see the crocodile really underwater with them until I think it's the finale, really. Yeah. Um, I, I do appreciate those like Jaws moments and its tendency to kind of hold back, probably for budget reasons, which I guess mm. is no different. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think those moments work. I think where it kind of loses itself in the fear of the crocodile is when it really leans into the goofier nature when it's around. Mm -hmm. So like when we have, (laughs) we have that bear attack, which is so out of left field. It's really Um, funny because there are no grizzly bears in Maine. (laughs) Like you're not going (laughs) to find them there. I didn't, I didn't know that. That's hilarious. So you had two things that weren't supposed to be there. (laughs) <laughs> I know, right? yeah i just i i think that's when it fails to work but then i do think like something like the finale is like mm. kind of appropriately tense yeah um, i feel like oh good no i want to hear what you had to say because i was gonna there. say i feel like the moment that's most surprisingly surprisingly tense is when the helicopter's not working when when hector's landed on the lake and they're using the big animatronic. I feel like that's a surprisingly tense moment. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. <laughs> it's really good. I, I was I was impressed with this practical effect. Yeah. Because uh, they, they, they have really good practical effects, and overall, the CG... Yeah, pretty I mean, good for the know, time. Pr- pretty good for the time, and pretty good for probably last year. <laughs> <laughs> not wrong. The pre-COVID, not so good, maybe. But yeah, the last two years probably pretty good, <laughs> and and like and like I feel like a lot of that is because of the fact that Stan Winston Studios did the did the crocodile for this, and I think you that it really shows in how good it looks. Hmm. Yeah, I mean when 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 he's swimming with it, it's a pretty tense moment. Yeah, but when the really what's impressed me is when it jumps through like the helicopter. Yeah, that is pretty nuts. I'm like, it looks so good. <laughs> it looks so good. I can't imagine how much of the budget <laughs> it went into just that gator. I know, right? I'm pretty sure most of it went into there. But it paid off, though. 
Yeah. But were there other parts that you thought were pretty effective? Um, the, in terms of, of tension or just, or just in general? But I, I think maybe just in general. Uh, I, I feel like it's really funny to me how they do do the whole big, oh, Crocodiles are so impressive speech. Like, you'll get them. Like, those lots of kind of movies, kind of like, you know, how Jaws does it with sharks, too. But this time, they kind of riff on it a little bit, where it's like, Hector, you're crazy. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I do like that moment when he gets in the crocodile, gets in the water with the crocodile, where I mm-hmm. guess it just appears next to him. Yeah. And then he looks in its eyes. He's like, oh, <laughs> You're you're different, and you. It's all I don't know. I'm a little mixed on it. You know, mm-hmm. I kind of like that that moment. I'm mixed on how stupid Hector is. <laughs> I'm 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 mixed on that he doesn't get eaten there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm also I didn't want him to go because he's yeah. one of the highlights of the movie as well. I also think what I find really funny is I find the the finale bit. Where there's, where there's randomly a second crocodile and it just gets blown up by Brandon Gleason immediately. I think that's really funny. It, it is really funny. Because it doesn't say... I mean, it could be a baby of that gator. Probably, I mean, or sorry, the crocodile. Yeah. I, think, I mean, I guess it has to be. Um, it's so funny, right? Because he just talks about how majestic they are and that this is the one bad one. But then the one bad one actually never gets them. Just this right. random little one at the end nips him. Uh, just and then he's in, and then he just starts yelling for Brendan Gleeson, the sheriff character, to just blow it up. He doesn't care anymore. <laughs> right? It's it, it it's a pretty pretty funny moment. I, I do I do appreciate like moments like that really show that the film is tongue in cheek uh, for the most part. Mm. Which is what I think alleviates some of my problems in that this isn't really very scary at all. Yeah. Uh, it's probably my biggest knock against this because it starts out so strong mm. and very quickly. I'm not that worried. The only thing that I think that makes things tense still is that how gruesome that first scene is. Yeah. It makes you expect it to happen more often. So you feel like not anybody can go, but that there are certain characters. Like I think it'd be totally reasonable to think that Brendan Gleeson and uh, Hector's characters could get eaten by yeah. the end of the film. Right. Yeah. You know, you know, Kelly's not, she's the one that's definitely not going. And you know, that our stoic, uh, Jack Wells. Neither one of them are going, but yeah. a lot of times these best friend or eccentric characters usually bite it uh, in the final act, at least. Mm. See, I, I feel like with that, it's kind of funny because they do a good job of making you think that's possible. Then it doesn't happen, but I think like you said earlier, it doesn't bother me as much because you grow to like the characters a lot. So you kind of mm-hmm. don't want to see them go because they have such a fun dynamic with each other. Yeah. So I think it managed they, to they justify it. You're probably right. I wish they had carried that through for, through the uh, next four sequels. Which have done um, of the characters come back. Really funny. They're no. all pretty much basically sci-fi originals. Even if, even if, they, even if, even if they're not. I looked, it, so I looked it up. I did do a little research for the show. 
Um, because <laughs> uh, I just wanted to see what the sequels are. I think the only research I ever do is when I know there's terrible sequels. I want to look into. <laughs> um, and I saw that it really centers around Betty White's family uh, oh. from here on out. Well, she gets eaten, I think, in the next movie or disappears. Mm-hmm. Um, now she doesn't appear in it; she dies off screen. Mm. But her family is still feeding these things, and apparently they they are a part of the next three movies, and then the fifth one I think is a reboot, if I remember right. <laughs> oh, that's really funny. I am funny. tempted to. I am tempted to watch the Lake Placid Anaconda series crossover. Yeah, that one I think is really funny because those two are the big two of the '90s reptile movies. Yeah. That was another one, man. Oh my gosh. It's just like, it's taking me back. <laughs> no, no, honestly, this. in my opinion, I, I, I mean, I, I think like that's, it's fun, but I think Anaconda is a better movie. If that makes sense. Oh, hundred percent. I agree. Right. Still not great, but, but Anaconda Lucy is more Placid? thematically Ooh. consistent. I can't speak for Deep Blue Sea though. I haven't seen that. You've never seen Deep Blue Sea? No, I have to get to it. It it it's a pretty so I haven't seen it in a long time, but that's a pretty tense movie. Mm. Uh, really, really at the time I thought it was really well done. I've probably seen mm. it once since it was first released on probably VHS at the time, mm. and I I really dug it. It's got some. There's, I think, probably most of the shocking moments. Some of the shocking moments might be spoiled, but mm. that's a that's that's a good that's a good like crazy animal movie. Um, but that has some mm. things very unexpected things happen. I mean, the only big one which I know is spoiled is the is the is the iconic Samuel L. Jackson moment. <laughs> yes, like, every, everyone, I think knows, everyone that. knows the iconic. <laughs> Uh, where he says we gotta stick together or whatever it is, um, yeah. but there's other moments in it that are like, oh, I did not expect that, hundred percent. Like anyone that ha- hasn't seen it before is gonna have at least one other moment. You're like, I mm-hmm. did not see that coming. And this is kind of maybe sage for whenever you get around the other ones, but but why do you think this subgenre randomly blew up again in the '90s? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, I think, well, it's hard to say because a lot of these came, what, Jurassic Park was 93. Yeah, so that was plenty of time. I mean, Mm -hmm. Jurassic Park uh, had really taken over. I mean, and then we also had that sequel in 97. Yeah. That kind of proved that you can keep doing it. Mm. I think that that has to be the catalyst yeah. for these. I'd say so. I feel like Jurassic Park kind of brought back the monster movie in a way. But in almost like that pseudo-realistic way, if that makes sense. Yes. No, 100%. Because it, it, it brought back the animatronic, right? Yeah. It, it, it made it, it brought back Jaws, effectively, I yeah. think, for a lot of people. Uh, whether it was subconscious or not, you mm-hmm. know, Spielberg did do Jaws. He did do, he's had, he's found repeat success with these practical effects at the time. And mm-hmm. I think 
that that encourages other filmmakers to do something similar, right? This makes yeah. them call the things that they love, like Jaws. And I think Lake Placid takes definitely a lot of inspiration from Jaws. Yeah. Um. So I, th- I think that that's that's the bit that was the big driver back then. I, I yeah. would love another wave like that. Um, right. Instead, we just get little things like the Meg <laughs> occasionally. Or something like, um, oh, what was that? Uh, what was her name? Um, Ryan Reynolds' wife, Blake Lively. Oh, Blake Lively. I'm uh, 47 she, meters she down, I think. The, no, was that, no. was that no, different no, one? Not that one. No, not that one. Um, it was The Shallows. Oh, oh, oh I know. I know what you're talking about now. It, <sighs> the Shallows was like, that was a pretty good one. Mm. Um. I haven't seen the 47 meters down series, but definitely recommend a movie like the shallows. If you haven't seen that one. Yeah, because it's, it's kind of interesting that Jurassic world didn't revive it the way Jurassic park did, but that's a whole other big discussion about Jurassic. Well, park. well I, I think, I think Jurassic world also hits during the superhero craze, right? Yeah. Um, and so, Yes. It's absolutely obliterates the box office when it comes out, but it's also surrounded by superhero movies that obliterate mm-hmm. the box office multiple times a year. Yeah. Um, so I think its impact is probably less felt. Yeah. Though I, I have other thoughts on that, but but maybe maybe we'll get into Mandalorian Plus. Yeah, we're really getting off the rails. <laughs> like usual. Oh my gosh, I forgot what you were talking about the movie. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, it, I, it was relevant. It was relevant, though. It, it, you're right. You're right. <laughs> yeah, it was relevant. But yeah, I, I, I think Lake Placid is something that I would like to see replicated now. Um, with the earnestness that it was back then, rather than pro- I would imagine, and I don't know, mm-hmm. but I would imagine if I watched one of these sequels that went straight to DVD, straight to Sci-Fi Channel, mm-hmm. it's going to be half-assed. Not just yeah. the effects, but the acting and every else other aspect of it, and it's going to feel, I would imagine, probably a little disingenuous as well. Yeah. Um, I feel like... Oh, good. Oh, no, you're fine. You're fine. Go ahead. Uh, oh, no, I was going to say, was I feel like that's kind of what happens to all these monster franchises when, if they keep going like that and they shift into direct-to-video territory. It's never, like... in. I feel like it always feels like they always go for the most cheapest route possible because, I mean, that's what happened with Anaconda, too. Anaconda had 500 cheap sci-fi sequels mm-hmm. and yeah, even tremors kind of ran into problems oh, like tremors. that too I, someone got on me recently for not covering that movie already <laughs> <laughs> that is surprising that you guys haven't done tremors but that's the one alex you have to say for eric you have to subject eric to every tremors movie I want to subject Eric to every tremors movie I do not think he will allow me to subject him to every one he needs to watch let me do the first one. He needs to. You need to have him watch the direct video ones. I've seen the first three. I haven't seen. I think there's five, right? There's seven. 
Oh my god! And there's a TV show, which is which is canon. Oh yeah, I forgot they had that TV show. I bet it ends on a cliffhanger. It actually does. <laughs> I haven't yeah. seen it, but it but, but I but I know somebody who has seen it, and he told me it ends on a cliffhanger, which is really funny. Yeah. I would imagine like any anything like a horror show or something like that. I would I would imagine. Um, all right. Well, we've already gotten off the rails. Do you have anything else you want to say about the movie before we get into our awards? Oh, uh, I would say also it is pretty funny how they chose to use a crocodile instead of an alligator. Like you, like you said earlier, instead of just going with with a with a giant alligator in Florida, or if they did in Florida, they could have used an American crocodile because we do have those. Yeah, I mean, it it was <laughs> that's why it's like they 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 first say like it's a crocodile, and then they say it's an Asian Pacific crocodile or something like yeah. that. Yeah, I don't know. You, you correct me. And I'm pretty sure they say that, even though it would make more sense to be a saltwater crocodile. Yeah, it, because every layer they add to its origin <laughs> makes it more ludicrous. Yeah, and then, and then it's also huge. It's like 10 feet bigger than the largest crocodile we know. Yeah, and I, I like that uh, Hector's response to this, anytime it's questioned about how ridiculous it is, is to just demean anybody else, especially know, right? Sheriff Hank. <laughs> oh. I just love that he acts like it's just a completely normal thing. I know, right? Uh, <laughs> again, that kind of goes back to, like, I feel like the writer was just, like, he learned that crocodiles could swim in salt water and swim mm. large distances. Not quite this large. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, okay, I got I, I to implement oh, this. Oh, there's also the story, one right? really funny joke in Lake Placid. I'm a... I don't know if you caught it, but there's like a joke about Lake Placid, New York, in here, which is really no, funny uh-uh. because oh. the, because there is a real Lake Placid in New York. Yes, but not in Maine. <laughs> right, and they said that the name was taken, which is why yeah. they couldn't name the lake Lake Placid. Yeah, <laughs> I did see that. That was funny. <laughs> It's really funny to me because as a kid, I always thought the Lake Placid on the map was this Lake Placid. Oh. Yeah, well, the, does the movie even say what the name of the lake is? I mean, oh, I know what it is. I think they show it once. I can't remember what it is. It's called. It's the Black Lake. Oh, or, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Black yeah. Lake. That makes sense. But, but I, I don't know if the movie showed it that they or still if it's just, just like, I read it. It's so funny that they still just go with Blake Placid as the title, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Oh, and random fun fact. Steve Miner, who directed this, and also Friday the 13th Part 2 and 3, almost did a Godzilla movie way back in the 80s. What? That's yeah. Wonderful so that's probably as well-received as Halloween H2O. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a big discussion for another day, because that movie is in and of itself, like... A rabbit hole. Ooh. Yeah. I yeah, that's that one's a <laughs> it's a mess. Um anyway. Faye, anything yes. else about Lake Placid that no. you feel like is uh I think uh, now I'm good. <laughs> something. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> uh 
And as for AVM Plus this week, you're going to be joining me, and I'm sure we're going to lay into uh, movies <coughs> that we've seen recently. Yeah. Talk about them. I know the Marvels will probably get some roasting. The The schedule for movies, uh, for superhero movies in 2025 was released. Yeah. I saw that you had some things to say about it. Yeah. Uh, and then you've also seen Loki, right? You've completed it? Uh, I have not, actually. I've been a little busy. Oh. I have to I have to finish it. I've seen half of no. it. No. I'm so disappointed. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> but we'll talk about yeah. some of that, and I'm sure some uh, Godzilla things as well. Yeah. Have you seen Minus One, or are you waiting for the theater release? I am waiting for the theater release. Is it up somewhere? Did someone pirate it? That's really funny. I'm sure somebody... There's no way someone has not pirated it. Japan's actually pretty good about that. I mean, oh, I haven't really? looked well, because there's no way. It, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting, but... Oh, yeah. Me too. Me too. Me too. I'm I'm definitely not, <laughs> I'm not watching it yet. Uh, I figure... I just made an assumption. I don't know mm. if it's out there. People don't go looking for it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if it's there. But if it is, uh, don't share it with me. I haven't been spoiled yet. I, 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 I've already preemptively spoiled myself because I could not wait a month. I had to. I, I, I had to know. I had to be assured of a few things, and now I'm, I'm, mm. I'm now I'm good. Oh, and we'll probably talk Spider Man too. The, oh yeah, the sure. Newest PS Five game. You finish it, right? Yep that that I have finished. Okay. okay. All right. Awesome. All right. Uh, as for our staple awards, Faye. Mm-hmm. Who gets your compelling character award? For me, it has to be Sheriff Hank. I think he's so funny. Like, it's between him yes. and Hector, but there's something about, there's something about <laughs> just seeing Brendan Gleeson in this. And it's... and his not very well-hidden Irish accent still. <laughs> yes, I noticed that as well. <laughs> but they try to justify it because it's like, they try to make it be like, oh, this part of Maine's very Irish, which, sure, I guess. But it's not that Irish. Yeah. <laughs> More like get a shamrock tattoo, Irish. <laughs> but yeah, I, I do think though he's just he's fun. And I also think that there is actually a nice bit of depth to him. I like that he's not just grumpy. Like I like his dynamic with everyone. Even beyond just Hector, Ooh. but just him and Hector just have the funniest. But I have to give the edge just because when I saw Brendan Gleeson in this, I was like thrown back for a second. I definitely was too. And I, honestly, I was just going to pick the opposite mm-hmm. of whoever you picked. So if you picked <laughs> Hank, I was going to pick Hector. If you picked Hector, I was going to pick Hank. Uh, <laughs> because like you said, they're just like this perfect duo of that hate each other. But yeah. then funny enough, you see Hank actually cares for Hector in the finale. I know, right? Where he, he's willing to go out into the water to, to help protect I know, right? Him, which is hilarious. <laughs> uh, so, definitely going to give that to Hank. Um, for hmm. the next award, Faye, Most Memorable yes. Line Award. I honestly, I feel like it has to be pretty much any of them from Betty White. But if I had to go, if I had to pick one, it would be if I had a this where I'd take a suck it. Like my goodness, they really just let Betty White go off in this movie. They <laughs> and give her the most raunchy really lines did. possible. It's she so had funny. the raunchiest lines in the whole movie. They were so funny. I know. Right? <laughs> um, for me, I had 
Actually, I had a line from Kelly Scott. <laughs> she gets hit with a severed head. And she said, I will not calm down. This is the second time I've been hit with a severed head. I don't <laughs> like it. Oh, <laughs> uh, Just uh, a really funny line by Bridget oh. Fonda in her um, final role before she passed away. Oh. <laughs> just kidding. She didn't pass away. Oh, you got me <laughs> she there, quit man. Acti- she oh, just quit really acting. She just quit acting. She did like three more movies and then quit <laughs> acting. <laughs> You got me. I was just saying, what? Oh my God. You said it so sincerely, too. Yeah, that was actually her final line she recorded before her head was severed. Actually. Oh my God. <laughs> oh. All right. So, <laughs> Faye, what about your can't believe that acting award? Well, because for a character, I gave it to Hank. This time around, even as much as as I do really love Brendan Gleeson in this, as is as it's been pretty over, I will give it this time around to Oliver Platt as Hector, because I think he does a really good job with Hector making him funny, but not like overtly spoofy. It's like you could believe that this guy is just an out of touch rich kid who's been way Ooh. too sheltered. Yeah. <laughs> And I did the same as you. I just went with the other half of the duo. I went with Brendan Gleeson as Sheriff Hank Co. Those think, two just steal the show. They really do. Their 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 lines are just so quick and snappy yep. and <laughs> filled with the disdain. Uh, <laughs> it makes all their moments together uh, work pretty well. Oh, agreed. Uh, as for the Oh That's a Good Shot award, I can't say that the the uh, cinematography here was great or anything, mm-hmm. but I really, and this isn't a great shot either, but I think it really showcased the practical effects mm-hmm. of the film, and that's the alligator lunging through the chopper, mm-hmm. uh, and then just being stuck there and just looking at that thing. I was like, yeah, it just looks so good. My pick for that would actually be another alligator shot, but it's the it's the aerial shot where you just see it like partially like submerged. You know that shot? Uh, is this during the finale? Uh, it's a little bit before. It's, it's when it's with Hector in the water and the helicopter. Oh yeah, about yeah, to, yeah. Can't take that, off that yet. Good, yeah, that is a good one. It's really funny because like that, that exact thing. shot has been used a few times for people like this strange giant crocodile has been captured in Asia and people always fall for it every time on social media, especially Facebook. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> um, all right, Faye, I want to hear your unique award. Um, my, 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 my unique award is most, is most, um, a misleading shot of the American Museum of Natural History where you think it'll look great inside because they use the proper outside, but it's actually wrong. Wait, what was this? Okay. So when they opened the film, um, uh, and they cut to, to Kelly, they mm-hmm. show the right and outside shot for the American Museum of Natural History. I know this because this is New York City's big dinosaur museum and one of the right. big dinosaur museums. The outside is right. That is what the American Museum of Natural History looks like on the outside. So I guess they got an exterior shot, but then the interior looks nothing like it. <laughs> You're totally right. I didn't think about it. <laughs> and it, It's yeah. always really funny to me when movies do that. So this wins that award for 1999. Um, well, it sounds like they probably 
try to save a little money on that yeah. scene. Whereas my award is the, oh, we have a little extra budget award. So maybe they, they filmed this movie, they found out they had a little extra, and they're like, you know what? Let's get that grizzly bear in here. <laughs> let's let's just throw this scene in, because if we don't use it, we lose it. <laughs> yeah. From what I, what I remember reading, it was in a lot of the trailers. <laughs> maybe they hyped it up as the Battle of the Century. I feel like I can't remember why. I don't know why they'd use a grizzly bear. It's not like a T Rex or something, but I guess bears are just cool by default. So if a bear yeah, gets killed, I mean they're big, they're big, they're intimidating. But it's just such a weird scene. It charges. It doesn't yeah. really target anybody. It just goes to the edge of this little this little spot mm. just to get turn around, roar at them, and yeah. then get eaten. Oh, <laughs> this so is strange. one last thing I want to say about Lake Plaza that I, that just hit me. I can't believe I forgot about it until now. The fact that, the, that that poor cow survives the whole time is so funny to me. They really made sure that that cow lived, and I, I appreciate them for that. Oh, you're right. I didn't even think about that, because they, <laughs> they were so worried about the cow. Yeah. That's awesome. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> I forgot all about the cow. And they make sure the show is still alive at the end. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> all right. Faye. Mm-hmm. Let's hear your final thoughts, and then uh, your your rating for the movie. Uh, I think Lake Placid is overall, like I said, very fun. It's a very 90s monster movie. I feel like if you enjoy that, and you can tolerate it being a bit more comedic than some of the other stuff, I think you'll have, have a lot of fun with it. It's definitely not like mind-blowing or like, wow, this is the best monster movie ever, but I think it's a nice, fun little little like movie for its time. Mm-hmm. I agree. And uh, I give it so like a, say, Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. No, I, I, I was going to ask you to rate Oh, yeah. And I, I, I think I'd give it like a 6 out of 10, personally. Okay. So that's a gamma tier, <laughs> I guess. Uh, sure, gamma tier, yeah. <laughs> sure, gamma tier. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think I'm right there with you. This is just a, a fun little monster movie. Um. The most special part is the our two characters, Hector mm-hmm. and uh, Hank. Um, yeah. Their back and forth really <laughs> makes the movie um, move by pretty quickly. Like, yes, it has a short runtime, but mm. I've watched movies for the show that have a short runtime and they feel like they're three hours long. Yeah, um, this one moves quick, and I, I really do appreciate it. It doesn't overstay its welcome. The fat finale is pretty fun. Uh, I think there's a lot to like here, so I, I want to give it a. I'm gonna give it a, a gamma tier. Like while oh. it doesn't really do anything in terms of the horror, other than its really fr- its first sequence, um, I did find enough enjoyment here that I definitely don't think this deserves a gamma tier. Mm. Fair. Yeah. As for next week, I have no idea. Um, it's going to be something fun <laughs> or interesting or bad. Uh, I'm still thinking about it. Part of me wants to do the thing, but that means mm-hmm. I would do it without Eric. So I want to keep holding off uh, yeah. until I've got him back on the show for that one. No, yeah, um, you have plenty of people like me on your Patreon who will come on with you and talk about like the most random 90s monster movie. So. so so there's a movie I want to do, Faye, <laughs> that yeah. 
Okay, so we there. One of our executive producers and friend of the show, uh, John Freeman, he he sends me and Eric this awesome Halloween box. Mm-hmm. Um, the last two years, mm-hmm. and it, it it the whole thing is in, completely hilarious. That he all the f- things he does inside, and then he he sent a movie that has been talked about. It's a series, and you probably are familiar with it, Santo. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! I know Santa Santo. He sent me one of the Santo movies. <laughs> oh boy! And I am considering doing <laughs> that would be really show, funny. Yeah, if he sent that movie to Eric, I haven't checked in with him in a while. But um, if he sent that movie to Eric, I might have to wait for him to do that one too, <laughs> since we both have it. But mm. I I have considered doing a couple Santo movie. Movies just to shine a light on either how terrible or how great they are. Mm, true. I think that'd be really funny. I think it would be too. But I, I'm also interested in revisiting um, Deep Blue Sea and um, mm. Anaconda as well. So I'm, I'm considering because we did talk about a giant animal series, but maybe I'll just do a little one myself. Mm, true. Maybe I'll you get can... you to watch Deep Blue Sea, and then we can talk about it. <laughs> Not for next week, but some yeah. another time. I'd be, I'd be down for that, honestly. I, I have my love for the cheesy 90s monster films. I mean, anything with Samuel L. Jackson, I'll, uh, I'll give it a shot. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, all right, Faye. Um, mm. Let me see. I guess that's it. Yeah, man. There's there, there there's nothing else for me to talk about. Uh, no rhyme this week. No rhyme. Uh, I didn't have a, a line. And <laughs> oh, there's no line for this rhyme. There we go. <laughs> I'm amazed at how, at how you how you came up with that. <laughs> this is so terrible. Anyway. Uh, again, Faye, thanks for coming on to the show. Um, and as always for you listeners, thank you for listening to monsters versus Ben. Please leave us feedback, uh, at mvmpod at gmail.com. And we'll read your feedback on the show. You can also follow us and message us on Twitter and Instagram at mvm underscore pod. Become a bargain base fight at patreon.com slash mvmpod and receive weekly bonus content including special reviews, interviews, and host chats. And if you can't join at this time, a review and a share always helps. Monsters vs. Men is produced by Alex Cornett. Executive producers are Kevin Alexander, Faye Bass here, John Freeman, and Christopher Clavero. Thanks. Uh, sorry. Special thanks to our wives, Rock Band for PlayStation 3, which forms Cellbot B, Louie Loops, Senior Honda, Drew the Collector, our Instagram connector, and you, the listener, for listening. Until next time, I didn't even set you up at all on this one, so uh, don't <laughs> put your put your head out the boat. I don't. <laughs> don't go to keep Maine. All, right? Keep all limbs inside the vehicle at all times. <laughs> <laughs> and try to stay, stay alive. alive. Mafia, wake up. Wake up. created a monster and it will destroy you.
haven't seen. I think there's five, right? There's seven. Oh my god! 